Hey, it's Eric Hulkerin, and on this episode of the podcast, as we continue to broadcast live from ESTO 2022, Gabe Saglier from Travel Zoo stops by. And our next guest comes to us from Travel Zoo. It is Gabe Saglier, my friend. Nicely said. How are you? Great. Man, it's a lot of buzz back there. There is a lot. At the beer garden. Yes. As but, you- but also, people are excited to just hang out together and talk about their destinations and the fact that we're traveling again. It's just great, great uh, news. And both of those things are great news. And so for people who might not know, obviously, Travel Zoo is a sponsor of Esto this year, which A, thank you, and B, kind of give us a 10,000-foot view of what Travel Zoo is and for these DMOs, like, how do they get involved and what does it look like for them? So, yeah, it's, it's hard to miss. It's so nice to see our names on these, on these lanyards around everybody's uh, necks. Um, but yeah, Travel Zoo is uh, a global media company, and so we partner with destinations globally, and certainly a lot of great uh, destinations here in the U.S., uh, and we put them in front of our, our members. We have about 16 million members here in the U.S., 30-plus million around the world, who basically come to us for inspiration. Where do we want to go? What do we want to do? How do we want to get there? Um, and so we partner with destinations, both big and small. Um, and lately, it's been more maybe small, more medium, off the beaten path, quirky places that people are ready to discover now again post-pandemic and uh, placing them in front of a very captive audience. And my role personally is then taking that and putting it in, with an editorial voice in front of people, whether it's on TV or radio, uh, podcasts like this. Uh, but it's really sort of about expanding people's awareness of some of these great destinations from coast to coast, border to border, that people have access to now in a much bigger way as we exit the pandemic. So how did you end up at travel? Like, what's your journey? How do you end up in this uh, chair? My journey. I'm... I think I'm the fourth longest employed individual at the company. Uh, is, next that, is that on a placard? Do you have that? <laughs> uh, it's being uh, printed up as we speak. Um, yeah, August will, is my 17th year with the company. Uh, and it's a relatively young company founded in 1998. I founded by two German brothers with whom I worked on a wine website previously. And when they decided to fold that, to kind of finish that off, and said uh, they said to me, we're going to start a travel website. You want to come along? I said, well, I was starting my broadcast journalism career. I became a writer in San Diego, a news writer. And so they went off, and I started then to hear about Travel Zoo, Travel Zoo. Hey, I think that's the website that these guys were going to launch. And um, and then in, in, in 05, we came back together, and um, and we basically... I tried to sort of bring what I, what I, my background, which is in broadcast journalism, and sort of editorially inspiring a, a large audience to you know, do certain things, um, and fold it into the travel space, which is a dyna- was such a great industry. I mean, it's such a dynamic group of people. Uh, so it's been a very happy relationship ever since. That's awesome. And so, what is what's this year been like for you guys? Right, like you said things have almost completely opened up, and now people are thinking about traveling. So members join Travel Zoo, and like, what's it been like for you? Well, from a, uh, the, the pandemic was quite interesting for the industry as a whole, obviously. We went through some major, uh, sort of some painful moments there at the very beginning, March 2020, April 2020. Um, our company now is a little bit of a, is, is a sort of a leaner uh, entity, uh, but there's obviously some great enthusiasm out there and you're feeling it amongst the, 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 the people here. There's, there's a lot of appetite. I think what people are looking to consume from a travel perspective is a little bit different now. Um, How so? Well, I think people are are willing to. Uh, uh, there's travel is less of a cost and more of, a, of an investment, at least on the short term now, where people are simply willing to maybe stay a little bit longer in a destination. If they're going to a destination that they've been to before, what is there? To, what what is there else to do? What's new? 
Um, how can I experience this? I, like, I love Hawaii, but how can I experience Hawaii a little bit differently? Where, what road should I take that's different from, what, from the path I've been down before? Um, they're staying at these destinations a little longer. They're traveling in larger groups. Um, I think they're trying to make larger memories overall. And that might be sort of a short-term, just sort of, uh, an, sort of a knee-jerk reaction to the, to the sudden ability to travel all over again. But it is a wonderful opportunity for destinations to put themselves in front of what is a very captive and very hungry audience. Uh, the appetite is there, and it's really, and an event like this, um, and this is my first ESTO appearance. We've been at this, uh, my colleagues have been here for many years. Um, but clearly there is an, an, an appetite to share a lot of insights and information. What are you doing in, in, um, in say, in Grand Rapids that, that someone in Mesa, Arizona can glean some insight from or someone in, uh, you know, uh, you know, Fresno, California, sure. you know, what have you. I mean, there's just, uh, there is a very collaborative uh, sense in the air and, it's, and that's, it's kind of nice to see. And just interesting, how do we navigate the world of social media versus influencers versus paid advertising when at the end of the day we're just trying to get people to, we're just trying to encourage people to sort of venture beyond their front door and discover something in some place new. What way have destinations been doing that well and what ways have you seen them struggle? I think the struggle comes from the fact that it's very hard to just put your finger on the pulse of what exactly TikTok is and how I can use it to reach that audience that is going to then respond to my message. How do I use Facebook? How do I use LinkedIn? How do I use Pinterest? Uh, do I, I'm hearing more people maybe going back to traditional print advertising, maybe television. Uh, television got some nice uh, review from some destinations in a recent uh, breakout session. Um, sort of some of, some of the most traditional avenues are starting to come back as uh, viable options for these destinations to put themselves in front of a, uh, a captive audience. So. That's what makes it tough. What makes it exciting is when you find that one little nugget. Oh my gosh, we did this one experience with an influencer that resulted in doubling and tripling of both their and our audience size on this one particular platform. That's a win if you can sort of help, you know, it's such a diverse space out there and it's, and there's so much going on behind the scenes that, uh, that you're trying to wrap your head around that just to be able to call out some of these successes is, 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 a, is, is a big thing. A, you know, travels who uses all of these platforms, all of this media, but each one is its own little monster that we're trying to tame. Um, and um, there have been more wins than not, but uh, we learn from the times that you know, we've gone down the, the, uh, the wrong way, and we, we use that to make sure we amplify the next opportunity you know that much more so Gabe how does how does a, a destination interact with you to make sure that they kind of rise above the din like what are, what are, are do you interview them like what does that relationship look like so that when I the member go yeah, to travel yeah. zoo and, and go like right now I'm being served something for Ireland right like how did the Ireland thing come up versus let's say San Diego right I, and I'm glad you mentioned Ireland we have a great long-standing relation with tourism Ireland uh, and I get to go out there about two, three times a year to cover St. Patrick's Day and Halloween because it started there, it turns out, 3,000 years ago. Um, it, it actually starts, it's a very hands-on, personal process. I mean, it starts at the ground level here. People making connections at an event like Esto. You know, who are you? What do you do? What do you, do, what do you, want to aim, what are you aiming for? What, what do you want to get out of a relationship with a company like ours, which is a sort of a, we're a media company. We're publishing different products. Um, 
you know, and it's, it, it starts at that ground level. We, we pride ourselves on having people physically on the ground across the country. We're also global, so we're also in, in Europe. Uh, we're also in Canada. Um, and it's having these sort of experts on the ground who know their own destination really, really well and have these very personal interactions with, um, with members of different you know, marketing organizations across, uh, across the country and around the world. And then you build from there and really try to create, although we have these sort of general products, if you will, whether it's a showcase on our website, on our blog, whether it's the ability to send out targeted emails to, to certain parts of the country, whether it's creating video nuggets that we'll push out through our Instagram page or a Facebook Live event that we'll host at your destination. Uh, at the end of the day, it, it is, it's very much specific to the destination itself and what that team wants to get out of the experience. So. Uh, very much a one-on-one -on -one, uh, relationship. So for you, Gabe, then do you have a like a region or a list of clients? Like how, how many Gabes exist in the, the travel zoo <laughs> ecosystem? Hey, that's a great question. You know, it's funny. I, I am in charge of, uh, of a small, what we call our spokes team. I mean, the fact that we, I work with a lot of folks who are experts in very specific fields of travel. Uh, in our Miami office, I've got colleagues who just know the cruise industry really well and have penetrated that industry very well know the the heads of the, you know all kinds sure. of departments yeah, yeah. there um but as far as doing what i do i'm actually the, kind of the only guy who does it on as regular a basis that I, as i do because i i basically am on about two or three times a week on a variety of different media uh stations from la to new york to chicago to houston um it's a very market specific experience for me so if i'm in if, if i'm in los angeles and i work with a station called ktla out there um what does the LA audience want? Uh, what are they interested in? What you know? We, right now, Southern California is all about cruising. Is getting a lot of buzz. They're looking to travel domestically, but to sort of um, off the beaten path destinations. And Europe is, is is really hot right now as well. So we'll create content editorially, drawing from what travels we might have, uh, what might be featured at the moment, but really sort of editorially presenting it in a way that's uh, consumer friendly and accessible. It sounds really fancy, but at the end of the day, it's it's just being able to get the information that is timely, relevant in the news today and making it easier for people to use so they can then plan their next trip sooner rather than later. So you're the Ryan Seacrest of Travel Zoo then? Ryan, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think of it as Ryan Seacrest is a Gabe Saglier of iHeartRadio, etc., etc. But yeah, something like that, you could say that. So it's your first time here. You know, you, you came in a day early, kind of got a couple days here. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? And like, what when you leave on Wednesday, what will what will make Gabe go, man? That was I can't wait to do this yeah. again. So I'm writing the coattails of some of our sales team members who are going to be trying to make some of these uh, connections and some of these very fruitful relationships happen. I'm looking for trends. I'm sort of looking for story angles. Uh, you know, what is what what is a particular destination seeing? Is like who, who are the folks coming into that? part of the country right now. Is it a drive market? Is it Canadians flying in? Because they, they've heard that there's some great um, some, you know, adventure experience to be had there. So who, who's coming? Who do you want to see come? And, and what are the things you're doing to, to get them there? Um, and seeing if there's either a common thread there or just things that are unique to us. So I'm looking for story angles and, um, and ideally some trends so we can continue to make projections about where we see travel going between now and the end of the year next year, the next five to 10 years, as we continue to ride this sort of post-COVID wave 
far, far away from where we've been the last couple of years. You know, <laughs> Gabe, uh, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to kind of get involved, either on the destination side or if somebody's listening to this and go, what is this website where I can learn to travel in cool places? Yeah. How, do they, how do they reach you guys? Great. Well, we're at TravelZoo.com, TravelZoo.com. And, of course, we're on all the social, you know, the at TravelZoo on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I'm out there, you know, as well, at Gabe Saglier. Um, always happy to make a connection. Gabe. Happy to connect with you guys. This has been fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by, man. This was awesome. You got it. Thanks.